Welcome to the Popish Plotcast. I'm Nate. I'm Jessica. And I'm Mike. We are three lay Catholics who are attempting to share our love of the Catholic Church with others in the hopes that they might be able to develop their own love for being a member of the Catholic Church. We're just trying to live out our charism of friendship and fun and hope that you find this an encouragement in your walk with Jesus Christ in his Holy Church. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Popish Plot. I'm Nate. And I'm Jessica. Today, we are here to talk to you about Sog, Nicholas Black Elk. By which we mean Servant, Servant of, of God. God. Yes, <laughs> I just, I like the abbreviation. It sounds so fun. Yes, today happens to be the feast day of another Native American, St. Katiri, or what have you do it? St. Katiri Tekequitha. Uh-huh, or Lily of the Mohawks. Yes. Because I can say those words. There we go. <laughs> so it reminded me of the fact that when we were teaching Sunday school last year, we had on our little whiteboard a kind of a poll of who you think the first native-born male saint for America yes. is going to be. Yes, because there are men who were, lived and worked in America who've been sainted. But they weren't born here. But they weren't born here. And there, there are women who lived and worked here and were born here. And have been sainted. But as of yet... There's actually three women, along with... I said women. Yes, I'm saying. Along with St. Kateri, we, we have um, St. Catherine Drexel and Elizabeth Ann Seen. Fantastic ladies. <laughs> Every one of them, as far as, I, as far as I've been informed. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've read of their stories and stuff. Just mm-hmm. yeah. But unfortunately, we have not, as of yet, had a male individual born in the United States portion of North America mm-hmm. who has become a saint. So I thought I would highlight one of them, um, in part because back before he was even Catholic, he signed a big letter to Pope Leo XIII asking for the canonization of today's saint. Saint Kateri Tekakwitha. And his, like, grandson and other people accidentally met each other in Rome for her, um, I think, beatification and discussed the fact that, you know, we think he's a saint. And, yeah. Sounds like a really stand-up kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. So, tell me, who was Servant of God Nicholas Blackhill? Well, we know that he was born sometime between 1858 and the end of 1866. That's a pretty large window. That's eight years. Well, um, he was recorded as being born in the winter when the four crows were killed on Tongue River. Oh no, that, that, that's 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 really specific. I mean, however, we're not exactly sure what that translates into, you know, anti Domingo. Okay. Um, and he died on either August. I, I believe you mean Anno Domini. Yes, I need to not do Latin. Anti Domingo, everyone. <laughs> anti Domingo. All right, we're, we're we're cutting and restarting. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're going on. We're going forward here. So, anyways, <laughs> so we're not exactly sure when he was born. Yes, and he died either August seventeenth or nineteenth in nineteen. 19- we are sure on that year. Okay, but still, got two days there. Is this yeah. is this is this like with the, the one saint where? No, no, there was no calendar change. It's just half the things I read said one date, half the things said the other. One or two pointed out. We're not sure which one of the two it is. I'm gonna call it eighteen. Just split the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and even his even his gravestone just has like years that were like estimated as far as I can tell because I think they went with fifty eight. Okay. Which is the earliest of those years. All right. Um, it, his gravestone also records his name as Chief Black Elk, even though he was never a, a chief as far as the title of, you know, the leader of warriors. Okay. But 
he was Lakota Sioux, and apparently in their tradition, it's also an honorary name that's given okay, for so people who've done great things for their people. Sort of like, sort of like doctor of the church. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Um, also, I do not know how long he's going to stay as being a servant of God because the finalized report from his diocese was sent to Rome, and therefore... Th- so it's just a matter now of a, of a small committee and the Pope to look it, it over and go and say, yeah, no, you, you've done your homework. Yes, as at that point, he would be venerable. All right. Because you don't need the miracles until you're going to be blessed or a saint. Fair enough. So the notes I've got here say that he was a member of the Lakota Sioux. So yep. he was a Plains Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, did he do anything? Was there anything like notable in like history that we that we know he was a part of? Oh, there were many things notable in history. In fact, everyone who probably studied the history of the Plains area is wondering if this is the same Black Elk as his father and grandfather were also named Black Elk. So it's a family name and, you know. Fair, all right. But, yeah, he was the one who was Crazy Horse's second cousin. Okay, so he, he, he got into some stuff. Yeah, he fought in the Battle of Little Bighorn. Okay. He was maybe around 12 at the time, but, you know, he did, he was there. He also ended up getting an injury at Wounded Knee. Was it his knee? Don't remember. Possibly. Mm, I just, it would be really ironic if you got a Wounded Knee at the Battle of Wounded Knee. Wounded Knee wasn't a battle, and he was basically trying to get people who were survivors out of the field, so... Okay. But um, those are actually big differences in dates, so there's numerous things he did in the meantime. Okay, so what else did he do? For example, he was part of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. Woohoo! That's fun. Yes, and he went um, to Europe. He performed for Queen Victoria, and they both well, went to was, England. And they it tells had, like, you he a, was he was he was one of the better performers because yeah. I mean you don't take the, you don't take your B team when you when you get an audience with the Queen. Well, the B team, as you put it, probably went to England, but yeah, only the best ones showed up for her private one, which was like in honor of like her 50th year rule or something, or maybe being 50. It's Queen Victoria, so it could go either either way. Um, But while he was there, he and a few other members that were part of the group that were Lakota got lost or, you know, misheard instruction or something, and somehow the boat going to America left without them. Sounds like poor planning on, on both parts. I mean, you don't leave until everybody's on board the boat. I mean. Yeah, so um, he found another group that was doing a Wild West show, and they ended up going and touring Germany, France, and Italy. Alright, so he got, he got around. Yes, yes, and there he learned to improve his English, and he also learned about the different cultures of Europe. Okay. And eventually he met back up with Wild Bill in England and came back home. Okay. And then later on, he also performed in other Wild West shows that were less exciting. You know, we're having a fake shootout and more. This is actually about the culture of the people that are here. So. Okay. So, so he's a warrior mm-hmm. and, and a defender, as you said. He was trying to get people out of, uh, mm-hmm. out of the way of Wounded Knee. He's a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we know about? He, like his father, grandfather, and various uncles was a medicine man. Okay, so so healer and, 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 and you know, yep. general uh, like spiritual leader kind of a thing. Yes, and he, on top of being a medicine man, was a, and I'm going to have you say it, because even though it's in foreign language that's not Latin, it's still bad at it. Well, based on the way it's written, I would presume that it sounds like Heyoka. Yes, which is a sacred clown, because when he was about nine, he suddenly got 
sick for no apparent reason and had this vision. And of Ooh, course, vision. Yes, this vision was you know completely in keeping with his Lakota culture and involved you know the Great Spirit or the grandfather, the Thunder People, the four cardinal directions, the earth kind of like as a hoop or a spear and like how we're all interconnected to it. Okay. But it was even, you know, then seen as like a, a, a very big, powerful experiences, even among other medicine men. Okay. So then I, I also see here that, that he was, that he took part in the ghost dance movement, which if I recall, it was sort of like a, uh, a, a Native American version of a back to the roots kind of a movement. You know, getting back to the, the old ways and uh, sort of it, it it was the extreme version of it. Oh, okay. Um, so so not so it's not so much the peaceful. Let's just go back to when we li- to when we lived out in the wild and did no, our own thing. No, no. The ghost dance. The people who were part of it thought that by you know doing the dance and wearing the the special clothes and stuff that had symbolic meaning, you were a unable to be shot with bullets. Okay, yeah, that's a thing. And I'm pretty it, sure that's not a thing. But yes, and and b if they could just get all the Native Americans throughout America to take part in this dance. Uh, the white man would magically disappear. The buffalo would magically return, because at this point the buffalo were mostly no, pretty much all extinct, yeah. And then their life and culture would be reestablished, because the first two things were kind of what was destroying their culture and life. Okay. Um, this failed miserably on that front, simply because... Although within because dressing up and dancing doesn't make you bulletproof. Well, yeah, so feel <laughs> that, but because within Sioux beliefs, this was very much a, a positive thing. Other Native American groups at the time had you know ceremonies and stuff to prevent the ancestors from coming back. They were like, "Why would you have a we ghost thing?" We want to send thing? them on to the other. To That's the, other the worst plane, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you right. do that to your ancestor? So, um, it, it 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 did not succeed, as you could tell by the fact that we are here and very pale. <laughs> and the, the the buffalo is still kind of hard to come by. It's getting better, but still. But it it was another part of his life that showed his deep search for spiritual meaning and you know interest in the spiritual thing and. Around that time, he had a vision, and there are different stories on exactly what the vision is, but every story I heard seems to go together, just like he probably told one friend something and one friend a, a kind of a different part of it type thing. Okay. Um, in which he saw a, a, a great tree, like a tree of life. Tree of life, okay. What? A, a man of what he stated was, you know, unable to tell exactly what ethnic they belong to. Indeterminate race, okay. Uh, with long hair. Long hair. Arms outstretched. Mm, okay, yeah. Holes in his hands. Holes, hold, all right, so man, long hair, arms outstretched, holes in his hands. And possibly said that he was the son of God or the son of the great spirit. <laughs> right. Now, I can only think of one person who fits all of the all of those uh, criteria. Yeah. And he also probably could only think of one person who could fit that criteria as even before this time, the reservation he was then on was run by Jesuits. Okay. Um, his wife became Catholic before him. He baptized 
all his kids from that marriage, and then later his wife died, and he got remarried to another woman who was Catholic and baptized all those kids as well. But by that time, he was Catholic because in 1904, he converted. He took on the name Nicholas after St. Nicholas of Santa Claus fame. It's a, it's a very good one to choose. I mean, I've met Santa Claus. He's a, he's a, he's a right, proper stand-up guy. Yes, yes. Sources say he picked it because of his generosity. And also, he was baptized on the Feast of St. Nicholas. Okay. And from there, he went and took his deep spiritual beliefs and used the fact that he was now Catholic to help other people learn the faith. All right. He became what was called a catechist. Okay, which which is not what we would today call a catechist, because no. a catechist is basically somebody who who either volunteers or gets wrangled into um, teaching children. Yes, yes. Can we force and, you to do this job? Are you confirmed? Do you have no you know criminal background? You got the job. <laughs> whereas back then it was more of a a, a unordained uh, ministry kind of a thing. Yeah, it was it was a lot like. All the he was essentially an evangelist. He was essentially a, a, a missionary slash evangelist. Yes, it was much like all the things that one would do as a deacon that doesn't require being ordained. Okay. So he used his skill at members memorizing things and speaking and along with learning because as he was too young to actually go to the well he was too old to go to the schools when there were schools because when he was there 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 were no schools he had to learn to read english in lakota to then be able to read and write in those okay um but he took missionary trips to neighborhood neighbor but neighboring reservations which which at that time, when we talk about neighboring... Can you just restart so I can... He took trips to neighboring reservations. Which, when, for that time, when we're talking about neighboring, we're talking about neighboring. Yes, yes. Multiple states. Um, he also ended up talking to Catholic groups all over the nation. Ah. He also would write encouraging slash, you know, spiritual lessons in letters that got printed in the local um, newspaper for the Native Americans. Okay. So I believe he wrote them mostly in Lakota, but you can also find English translations of them. And from doing all this, he brought over 400 people to the faith. Wow, 400. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a lot. Over 100 of them, he was a, the godfather for. All right, that, I don't want to say that that's too many, but that... that... That feels like a lot. It, it does, but there's probably cases where, much like in the New Testament, there were whole families where they just picked the same godparents for the whole household. That, that, I suppose that could be just, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of birthdays and, and, and first communions <laughs> and, and, and confirmations and Christmases. and Yes. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, part of the reason why... His cause is being brought forth because if you know anything about someone declaring a saint, yes, they had to be good and holy. And they have to be dead. And they have to be dead. But the diocese has to believe they're good and holy enough to spend enough time and energy and money on this because it's a long process. All right. Um, Part of the reason is he was noted for combining all the good and holiness of his culture with Christianity. Baptizing his beliefs and such. Yes, yes. He was... Noted as having the rosary in one hand and the prayer pipe in the other. All right. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. Praying and and smoking a pipe, I could get down on that. (laughs) I'm sure you could. Maybe next week's small group. Yeah, perhaps. I need to get a pipe first, though. True. But, um, so, and 
And along with, you know, combining both of these, you know, beliefs, it is very, you know, evident in his later life that all the, you know, killing all the people who said, we have the low ground, we can't lose, what, what was something that he had repented of. Okay. Um, for example, in... I don't know. It sounds to me like he was simply teaching them, to, he was simply teaching them good sound tactics. I'm just saying... It was. It, it's a hard way of teaching, but I mean, some people they, they some people just don't learn. I, we're from his home state. I still think Custard was an idiot. How how did he got something named after him? That was the worst military tactic ever. I know. But anyway, um, he wrote one of his letters, um, listing tribes and settlers he had visited, and noting that all of them, whether they were Lakota allies of Lakota or former enemies, are good people, and he prayed for all of them. Well, there you go. That, that's that's a that's a free that's a forgiving uh, kind of a spirit right there. Yeah. Um. He said. We all suffer in this land, but let me tell you, God has a special place for us when our time has come. So, although some people look at, you know, his life and go, uh, uh, the, the guy who fought in Little Bighorn is who you're, you're interested in being a saint. It, it, it is clearly his older life. He took the spiritual lessons he learned as a youth and, and put them wholeheartedly hmm. into his Catholic Christian faith. Good deal. All right, so that is Servant of God Nicholas Black Elk. Mm-hmm. Any 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 other fun little tidbits you learned during during this thing that just really kind of stuck out to you? Um, it is said that he thought there might be a sign from God at his death, and according to sources, Aurora Borealis was super big right then. Okay. And at his funeral, when they're going to the gravestone, it was you know raining until they actually had to go out, and then it suddenly became sunny. Okay. Also, I learned that the Lakota word for Jesus translates to "He who makes live." He who makes live. <laughs> so let's all pray to, to, to He who makes live to, to, to help it advance the the the, co- the cause for canonization for for uh, servant of God Nicholas Black Elk because he sounds like a fantastic guy. Thank you for listening to the Popish Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us as that will help more people to find the podcast and to join in on the fun. You can contact oh, us at yes. thepopishplot at gmail.com. Find us on the Twitters at thepopishplot. Or you can search for Popish Plot. On Facebook. Please rate, review, and we really do enjoy hearing from you. So get in touch. And until next time, as always, remember to live your faith. Love your faith. And share that love.